0: CHAPTER X. THE ESCAPE OF A PRINCESS PAT BY GEORGE PEARSON. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. RECORDING BY MIKE VENDETTI. MIKEVENDETTI.COM THE CURIOUS CONCOCTIONS OF THE CHEF AT GEESON We had a mile and a half to march to the prison camp. Those who were past walking were put in streetcars and sent to the logger where, upon our arrival, we were shoved into huts for the night, supperless, of course. This was our introduction to the prison camp of Giessen. The next morning we each received three-quarters of a pint of acorn coffee, so-called horrible-tasting stuff, and a loaf of black bread, half potatoes and half rye, weighing two hundred and fifty grams, or a little more than half a pound. Among five men, this allowed a piece about three by three by four inches to each man for the daily ration. The coffee consisted of acorns and four pounds of burned barley, boiled in one hundred gallons of water. There was no sugar or milk. My curiosity led me to get this and other recipes from the fat French cook. All that day, and for several following, officials and guards were busy numbering and renumbering us and assigning us to our companies. They were hopelessly German about it, and did it so many times and very thoroughly, There were twelve thousand men in the camp, and eight hundred in the lager. The majority were Russian and French, with a fairish sprinkling of Belgians. There were perhaps six hundred British in the entire camp. The various nationalities were mixed up, and each section given a hut, very similar to those American and British troops occupy in their own countries. A number of smaller camps in the neighboring districts were governed from this central one. For dinner we had Shadow Soup, so named for obvious reasons. The recipe in my diary reads, For 800 men, 200 gallons of water, one small bag of potatoes, and one packet of herbs. To make matters worse, the vegetables issued in this camp were in a decayed condition and continued to come to us so. Another staple dinner ration was ham soup. This was the usual 200 gallons of water boiled with 10 pounds of ham rinds, 10 pounds of cabbage, and 20 pounds of potato. The ham rind had hair on it, but we used to fish for it, at that and considered ourselves lucky to get a piece oatmeal soup another meal consisted of two hundred gallons of water two pounds of currant and fifty pounds of oatmeal chestnut soup two hundred gallons of water one hundred pounds of whole chestnuts and ten pounds of potatoes it was a horrible concoction and my daily diary has to be served hot and thrown out meat soup was two hundred gallons of water ten pounds of meat one small bag of potatoes and ten pounds of vegetables this was the most nutritious of the lot unfortunately for us the small portion of meat and most of the potatoes were given to the french both because the cook and all his assistants were frenchmen and because the authorities willed it so this was usually managed without any apparent of fairness to the british first and the french last with the result that one received a tinful of hot water that was too weak to run out while the Frenchman's spoons stood at attention in their thicker mess they found in the bottom, this, with other things contributed to make bad blood between the two races. A great show was made of stirring up the mess, but it was a pure farce. Rice soup consisted of two hundred gallons of water, fifty pounds of rice, twenty pounds of potatoes, and one pound of currant bean soup 200 gallons of water 50 pounds of beans and 20 pounds of potatoes pork soup 200 gallons of water 10 pounds of pork and 50 pounds of potatoes porridge was made of 200 gallons of water 15 pounds of oatmeal and two pounds of barley the diary states to be served hot as a drink once in two months a ration of sausage was dished out for breakfast once a week there was one pint of acorn coffee without sugar or milk and one and a half square inches of limburger cheese to quote from the diary before serving open all windows and doors then send for the russians to take it away the germans discriminated against the british prisoners when there was any disagreeable duty the cry went up for der Engländer. the much sought for cookhouse jobs all went to the french who waxed fat in consequence no britisher was ever allowed near the cookhouse the French had, for the most part, been there for some time, and their country lying so close by, they were receiving parcels. We were not, and this made the food problem a very serious one for us. Their supplies were received through Switzerland, which was the one anchored to windward for so many of us And this and other respects. At first, the French used to give us a certain amount of their own food, but eventually ceased to do so. Most of them worked down in the town daily, and could square the guard long enough to buy tobacco at twenty-five finnings, or two and a half pence a package, which they sold to us later for eighty finnings, until we got on to their profiteering. End of chapter 10